This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. It's Zoomer Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind as we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the Mind, the best love programs from radio's golden age, only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor. Well, thank you, and welcome to the show. This week, we've been offering up some new programs from the golden age of radio, and tonight, we turn our attention to a show called Dangerous Assignment, which stars Brian Donlevy as U.S. Special Agent Steve Mitchell. Now, the commissioner would send him to exotic locales all over the world where he would encounter adventure and international intrigue in pursuit of some secret. Each show would always open with a brief teaser scene from the episode to follow, and then after the intro, Steve Mitchell would be summoned to the office of the commissioner, the regional head of an unnamed U.S. State Department agency created to address international unrest as it affected U.S. interests. The commissioner would give background information, explain the current situation, and then tell Steve his assignment. Steve's cover identity in almost all of his adventures was that of a suave debonair foreign correspondent for an unnamed print publication. His assignment invariably involved deceit, trickery, and violence, all tied together in a successful resolution by the end of the episode. Reportedly, Star Brian Donlevy himself was the one who brought the show to NBC. Donlevy was both the protagonist within the action and the narrator, giving the show a suspenseful immediacy. The only other regular actor on the radio show was Herb Butterfield, who played the commissioner. Tonight, we hear the episode, Stolen Supplies. Argentina, Singapore. At all the places of the world where danger and intrigue walk hand in hand, there you will find Steve Mitchell on another Dangerous Assignment. National Broadcasting Company presents the first in an exciting new adventure series, Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell. Steve. Hmm. You're going to run this pretty little boat right onto the rocks if you don't put your hands on the wheels. Uh-uh. Automatic pilot. W5, WRS, <laughs> calling W2BY. I should have known you'd have one of those on your boat. <laughs> so help me. First time in my life I've ever used it, Evelyn. Eloise. Hello, sure, sure. Mm. W5, WRS, calling W2BYR. Steve. Mm. Why don't you turn that radio off, hmm? I never should have turned it on. What's all that W stuff? 
Who's that silly woman trying to get, anyway? Oh, me. What? Calling W2BYR. That's the ship-to-shore operator. (laughs) Brother, you know them all. What does she want with you? I'm afraid I know. (laughs) Well, I guess I better answer before they send the Coast Guard. W5WRS from W2BYR. Go ahead. Stand by, W2BYR. I have a call for you. Go ahead. This is Ruth, Steve. The commissioner wants to see you right away. Over. Now look, Ruth. I said only call me in an emergency. Over. The commissioner says this is an emergency. Over. But I'm in the middle of a big deal, Ruth. I'm tied up. Over. Just a minute, Steve. He says untie her and get into the office. But tell him... No. Okay. I'll come back. Out. Eloise, I'm afraid And for this, I broke another day. Now, look, Eloise, I'm sorry. So what do I do? I go out and buy a new sunsuit. And it's a very nice sunsuit. I even fry some chicken for the first time in my life. I fry some chicken. But this probably won't take long. What am I supposed to do in the meantime? And what am I going to do with all that fried chicken? Uh, well, keep it on ice for me, Hello, Commissioner. Steve, I trust you concluded your big deal satisfactorily. Uh, <coughs> well, I... Uh-huh. <laughs> Steve, ever hear of the Throp Foundation? Throp Foundation? Sure. That's the private charity that's been sending a lot of relief shipments to Europe. Right. They've done quite a job over there. Tons of food and medical supplies. Yeah, that's the outfit. What about them? Their last three shipments to Sicily have been stolen. Oh, you mean off the boat? No, from the foundation's warehouse in Messina, Sicily. I see. We've been instructed to get to the bottom of it. As usual, you'll pose as a foreign correspondent. Ruth has your credentials in order. Okay. On the surface, your assignment will be to write a story about the stolen shipments. Actually, I want you to find out who's been stealing those shipments. And to be frank, Steve, I'm sending you into a pretty nasty situation over there. What do you mean? The Throp Foundation has had two men working on this case... One of them has been missing for two weeks. What about the other one? Well, they found him all right. His throat had been cut. Well, that's reassuring. We're sending you because we think you can take care of yourself and handle the danger. When do you want me to leave? Good. As soon as possible. Now, if you need help or information once you get to Sicily, contact Emilio Donati in Messina. Who's Emilio Donati? He runs a bar in Messina. We think he's our friend of ours. Okay. There's just uh, one more thing I should warn you about, Steve. You know, you're making this assignment sound real attractive, Commissioner. (laughs) What is it? I guess you've heard of the Sicilian bandit they call Lorenzo. Yeah, who hasn't? He's got the whole countryside terrorized. Steve, I don't know whether he has anything to do with all this or not, but if he has, you know, watch yourself. Yeah, looks like I got a real honey this time. You did. But it's vital to us that those relief shipments get through. Trouble usually starts from empty stomachs. Yeah. That's all. You've got your assignment, Steve. Your plane leaves in two hours. Good luck. Eduardo, this is Dino speaking. The American just landed. See, report it to the chief at once.
Senor, taxi, huh? You want a taxi, senor? Yeah. Hey, uh, look, driver, you know your way around Messina pretty well, huh? <laughs> sure. I live here most of my life, senor. At the age of three, I was brought here from Palermo. So I know every house, every street, every building, every bar. Yeah, every... yeah, yeah. Okay, so you know your city. Now, take me to the Throp Foundation Warehouse. Again? Throp Foundation Warehouse. You know where it is? Throp? No, no, Throp. It's a... Ah, well, never mind. Just take me to the Rienzi Hotel. I'm sure you must have heard of that. Why, <laughs> sure. I'm going to put your baggage in the car, senor. Hello. <laughs> Sorry I'm late. Hmm? <laughs> You're not late. You're just in time. I heard you inquiring for the Throp Foundation, so you must be Ralph Gillette. I'm Helen Collier. I was supposed to meet you here at the airport, and I... Hey, look, I'm afraid there's been a mistake. My name's not Gillette. It's Mitchell. Steve Mitchell. Oh, oh, I I thought you were the one I was supposed to meet. I'm sorry. <laughs> Believe me, I'm sorry, too. Couldn't we just pretend I was? I'm afraid Mr. Archer wouldn't understand. Already I don't like Mr. Archer. Don't even know him. Who is he? My boss. He's in charge of the foundation's office here in Messina. Oh, wait a minute. You worked for the Throp Foundation? Mm-hmm. Mr. Archer's been expecting a new man to fly down from Rome, uh, Mr. Gillette. I thought you were he. Oh, I wonder if you'd tell me where the foundation office is. I'm a foreign correspondent, and I'd like an interview with your boss. Oh, well, I could go with you and show you where it is, because it doesn't look like Mr. Gillette is on the plane anyway. Fine. I have a cab over here. You say you're a foreign correspondent. I suppose you want to do a story on the stolen relief shipments. Yep. Well, good luck. Mr. Archer doesn't want any publicity about it. It will have an adverse effect on donations from the States. Oh, well, here we are. Uh, pardon us, gentlemen. Uh, si, senor. It was the one of the man's way. Of course, your pardon, senor. Well, I'll see if I can get some kind of a statement from him. Are there just the two of you in the Messina office? Yes, right now. There were three of us. Paul Wainwright was the third, but he... Well, he... Got fired a few days ago. At the Hotel Rienzi, no? No. Throp Foundation. Tropa? Tropa? Oh, Via Delgada. Oh, si, senorina. Hey, you must have the magic touch. Uh, this Paul Wainwright, he was fired by Mr. Archer? Yes, three days ago. Senor, you ready, huh? See. Si. <laughs> Did you hear what the signorina told the driver? See, si, Eduardo. Via Delgada. That is the address of the Throp Foundation. I will report it. You follow the American. Mr. Mitchell, you must understand my position. It's not that I don't want to cooperate with you and your press association, but at the same... The uh, stolen shipments are news, Mr. Archer, and news is my job. Well, I know all that, but just stop and think what's going to happen if the news spreads around back in the States. Our donations would probably stop coming in. We think it's vital that these shipments continue. I see. Well, in that case, could you give me an off-the-record statement about it? Hmm, I might, if I were sure it would be treated as such. I'll make a deal with you. We won't break the story unless or until the thieves are rounded up. Hmm. Well, all right. I guess that's fair enough. There have been three shipments stolen, right? Yes, from our warehouse. It's right downstairs. Yes, I noticed it as I came up. Did you have anyone guarding the shipments? Of course. We kept doubling the guard, but each time they were overpowered. Mm -hmm. Sounds like the thieves have a pretty large outfit. Yes, apparently they do. 
I suppose you've heard of the bandit they call Lorenzo. Oh, certainly. Everybody in Sicily's heard of him. He's got the whole country terrorized. He's supposed to have a hideout up in the mountains. Uh, I know what you're thinking, Mr. Mitchell. That Lorenzo's men could have stolen the shipments. I thought of that right away myself. Well, it's possible, isn't it? Yes, it's possible. Personally, I don't think Lorenzo had anything to do with it. With Lorenzo's reputation what it is, it would be relatively easy for someone else to make it look as if Lorenzo had done it. That's an interesting thought. Incidentally, you fired one of your men a few days ago, didn't you? Paul Wainwright? That is something that I'd rather not discuss. Oh? Of course, I don't want to persecute the man just because some of his actions appeared vaguely suspicious to me. I, uh, I have no proof of anything at all. I see. Well, thanks for the information. I'll see you later. You wish a table, senor? Hmm? Oh, yeah, great. Right here. Hmm, thanks. I am Carlotta. What will you have? Beer. But it is after dark. It's time to drink wine. <laughs> Emily Post may not like it, but I still want beer. Anything you wish. I will bring it. <laughs> Look, uh, is the boss in, Carlotta? Emilio Tomati. See, he's here. Why? I like the scenery. I might set up a charge account. <laughs> Where is he? The fat one. Over at the bar. I will tell him to come over. No, no, no never mind. I'll go over there. See, see, I'm coming. Emilio Donati? Eh? So I'm called, Signor. I uh, told a friend of mine in the States I'd say hello to you. So? I know many people in the States, Signor. I'm pretty sure you'll know my friend, the Commissioner. Commissioner? Yeah. I think you're expecting me. I'm Steve Mitchell. A name can be used by anyone, Signor. Here. You recognize the handwriting? Ah, see, si. You are Steve Mitchell. Mm -hmm. Well, how can I help? I'm working on the theft of the relief shipments. Yeah, I thought that would be it. Oh, that's a very bad thing, Steve. There are so many people are hungry here in Sicily. Yeah. Uh, look, a fellow named Paul Wainwright was fired from the Throp Foundation a few days ago, and Archer acts like he thinks... Wainwright's involved in the theft. Paul Wainwright. I know who he is. I'd like to talk to him. Can you arrange it? See, si. In an hour or two, I will send the word for him to come to the back room of my bar off the alley. We can talk to him there. Quarter after 11. Wainwright ought to be showing up pretty soon, hadn't he? See, si. He should have been here by now, Steve. There's another lead I want to run down to, Emilio. Hmm? You have any idea where the bandit Lorenzo's headquarters are? Oh, si. In the mountains to the west over here. Think you could furnish me a guide? A, a guide? Yeah. Just to get me into the general area. After that, I'll go it alone and do a little reconnoitering undercover. Steve, you must not try a thing like that. Look, it's the quickest way of proving whether Lorenzo's involved in these thefts or not. If he is... He's probably got a lot of the supplies hidden away in those mountains. My, his men would capture you. He has lookouts all over the mountains. Well, just last month, an entire division went up there and... Sure, sure, that's the point. There were so many Lorenzo's men spotted them easy. But one man alone in the brush could be hard to find. Must be. 
Lorenzo has a small army of cutthroats up there. They are fanatically loyal to him. Can you get me a guide? But look, the danger. You must realize the danger. Yeah, yeah. Lorenzo isn't stupid enough to kill an American correspondent. Ah, uh-huh. that must be Paul Wainwright. Come in, uh, Senor Wainwright. No thanks. Look, Donati, and you too, whatever your name is. It's a waste of time. We've got nothing to talk about. Oh, Wainwright. Knife uh, in the back. Emilio, get out of the light. Get down. Yeah. Someone's running down the alley. Don't follow him, Steve. Huh? It may be a trap. There may be others waiting in the dark. Yeah, I guess you're right. Wainwright. See, he's a dead, Steve. Now perhaps you'll realize that there's a real danger here for you. They know you are not a correspondent. Do you still wish a guide? I'll be waiting in room 23, Rienzi Hotel. All right. I will send a man over. Senor Mitchell? Yeah. Who are you? Casella. Casella? That's supposed to mean something to me? Emilio Donati sent me to you. Oh, oh, you're the guide. Si, senor. I am to conduct you to the mountain where Lorenzo and his band are hiding. Oh, Emilio didn't lose any time, did he? It was thought best to travel at night, so that we may be in the mountains before the sun comes up. Yeah, I guess that would be best. We will drive to the foot of the mountains by car. Then we'll use horses on the trails. It is all arranged. Good. When do you want to start? As soon as possible. Okay, let's go. Hey, pretty narrow trail up here, Casella. Uh, si, senor. About time for sunrise, isn't it? But a few more minutes and it will be light. Hmm. You say, you think Lorenzo's hiding out somewhere on that mountain up there ahead of us? See, si, uh, that is what I have heard. Okay, let's stop here a minute. I'll go it alone from here, Casella. There's no point in your going any farther. Thanks very much. Si, senor. You're right. There is no point in going any farther. Put your hands in front of you. What? Do as I say, senor. I am going to tie your hands. Look, what is this anyway? Hey, wait a minute. You're one of Lorenzo's men. So true, senor. It will do you no good to resist. Do not try to escape. There's a man blocking your trail. See? He has a gun. Okay, I'll try it through you. Stop! Come on! Stop! I'm coming through! Eduardo, quick! Come and help me! Eduardo, help! Okay, Casella. That's for the double cross, Bob. Senor, I have a gun! I said, stop! Uh, Okay. Looks like you win. Good. Now I tie you. Hold your hands up. Okay. Here's one of them. All right, Senor. I will use the gun. This way. So, Senor Mitchell. Casella, you all right? See, I, I think so. Except my nose. It is bleeding. Fool, you deserve it. Come, we'll take the American to Lorenzo. He's coming to Eduardo. Go tell Lorenzo. See? Si. Oh, Casella. See, si, Casella. This is for the bloody nose you gave me, Senor. Well, thanks. Looks like I got taken for the well known ride. I thought Emilio Donato was a friend. 
Sometimes it is difficult to know who your friends are. You're so right. Uh, here, here is Lorenzo now. Well, Senor Mitchell, you're feeling better now, huh? Not much. <laughs> Welcome to my camp. Thanks. So you're Lorenzo. See, si, I have that honor. Honor? Of course. Hmm. Where are we? Walk with me and I will show you. As you see, you're on top of a mountain. This is my headquarters. Hey, you can see a hundred miles from here. See, this is why I choose this place. But where are the guards? Guards? <laughs> you are not my prisoner, you are my guest. But see, below us, my men are camped there. Is it not a reassuring sight? Hey, that looks like a small army. One hundred and twenty patriots. Patriots, you call them? Of course, they serve Lorenzo. <laughs> Got a pretty good opinion of yourself, huh? <laughs> I am one of the most brilliant men I have ever met. Really? <laughs> you know, you don't talk like you've spent your whole life in these mountains. Oh, I have, as you say, been around. I attended a university in Italy for two years. But you came back to this. How come? A sense of duty, senor. I rub the rich and give to the poor. Yeah? That sounds pretty, Lorenzo. But are you sure it's not just because you're a thief at heart? <laughs> you are shrewd, senor. Well, why not? From my experience in the world, I have learned that one must look out for oneself. Oh? Consider the recent war. Nobody won it. Consider the peace. Again, nobody wins it. Everyone quarrels and fights. Now, is it not much more clever to take what one wants, to be concerned only with oneself? You know... Your kind of thinking isn't helping things any. Perhaps not, but it is profitable to me. And, senor, this conversation is pleasant, but I still do not understand why you were so anxious to spy on my camp. No? You ever hear of the Throp Foundation? No. What is it, senor? A relief outfit that's been shipping food and medical supplies here to Sicily. Oh? Does this concern me? That's what I'm wondering. At least three shipments have been stolen from a warehouse in Messina. <laughs> and of course you think that I stole them. It's a pretty good bet. Well, I am sorry to disappoint you, senor, but as you see, there are no supplies here. Look around you. I have nothing to hide. No? Uh, it is my fate, senor. Whenever a crime is committed in Sicily, I am immediately accused. I suppose I should feel flattered. It has often occurred to me that the police must find me very convenient. How so? It would be most embarrassing for them if I were captured then they would have no one to blame for all their unsolved crimes. Well, I'm sorry you made this trip for nothing, senor. Well, if you've got nothing to hide, how come you went to so much trouble to capture me? I was told you wanted to see Lorenzo, so I thought I would make it easy. You were very rough with my men, senor. But uh, no matter. We will be friends. And you will go back to America and tell everyone what a gracious host is Lorenzo. Oh, huh? you want a press agent, huh? <laughs> hey, wait a minute. That girl coming up the trail. She looks awfully familiar. Oh, her name is Carlotta. Yeah, yeah, now I recognize her. She works at Emilio Donati's bar. Si. Hmm. Everything's starting to add up. I'm afraid Carlotta is not very happy with me at present. No? She has been very useful to me in the past, but she is so uh, possessive. She is very upset to learn that there had been another woman here. There, you see how she sulks? I believe she thinks that she is punishing me. Ah, Carlotta, my dear. Speak to me, Lorenzo. Do not speak to me. You climbed up here to tell me that. I am true with you. You have not been true to me. Oh, you are not very flattering, my dear. Of course I have not been true to you. That would be to deprive others. Oh, you good for nothing, <laughs> you. I think I'd better leave you here to take out your temper on the American. I have other affairs to look after. Beast. 
I lie for him. I steal for him. Uh, maybe you ought to pick your friends a little more carefully. So, you're the one that put the bee on me at Donati's, huh? You had Lorenzo send that phony guide to my room. Treat me this way after all I do for him. Oh, the beast. I do not think you would treat me that way. Huh? I think if you were my friend, you would treat me nice. Now, look. Would you like to be Carlotta's friend? It's okay with me if you're trying to make Lorenzo jealous, but use somebody else. Kiss me. They cut it out. Ah, come on. Kiss me. Hey. You like it? Well, under other circumstances, maybe. Right now, no. You should not have done that, Carlotta. Lorenzo, Perhaps look. that will show you you cannot treat me as you have. If you do not want me, there are others who do. Uh, you are such a child, Carlotta. I am afraid this presents a problem. Look, there's no problem. I've got no interest in Carlotta, believe me. Oh, I'm aware of that. But some of my men there below may have seen her kiss you, senor, and that is the problem. I must not allow anything to shake their confidence in me. The appearance is everything. No, it is not Carlotta I am thinking about. She is nothing. Oh, dog, that you should talk about me like that. What if I were to tell the American about... Shut up, Carlotta. Wait a minute. What did you say, Carlotta? Then you would wish you had not treated me that way. I told you to keep your mouth shut. <gasps> I will tell. Carlotta! On the other side of the mountains, a cave. Lorenzo has hidden the relief shipments there. Oh, well, Lorenzo. Oh, you've got nothing to hide. Now, indeed, I have no choice, senor. Carlotta, give me your scarf. You're going to fight with the knives over me. Fool! To think it is you I am considering. Hey, look, how let's consider me for a minute. I did not intend to kill you, senor, but as you see, now I must. Here, take this knife. Now, wait a minute. Put the end of this scarf between your teeth. Huh? There, as I do the other end. Oh, so, now we circle slowly. Hey, look, let's call this foolishness, will you? Do not hold the knife that way. Huh? Use the underhand grip. Do you know nothing at all about knife fighting? As much as I want to know. Now, for the last time. I am sorry. Defend yourself. Okay, you ask for it. <laughs> You twist the knife from my hand. Yeah. You may know knife fighting, but you're pretty sad on judo. <coughs> oh, Lorenzo! You've killed Lorenzo! Just a rabbit punch, lady. Won't even leave a scar. So long. Dog, dog! Oh, God. Carissimo. Oh. He has killed you. Oh. Oh, Lorenzo, Lorenzo! Will you stop that silly babbling? Lorenzo! You are all right. See, except the back of my neck. I will tell your men to go after him. No, this is a personal matter. They might find it hard to understand how the American escaped from me. I will go after him alone. I will go with you. You will wait here, Carlotta. I will attend to you when I return. Lorenzo. I may be gone until dark, because if I do not find the American, then there is someone in Messina I must talk to. Now get me my horse. <laughs> This shot. Maybe it's the altitude. Hey, a horse. Ahead of me somewhere. I better play it safe. Hey, Donati! What? Over here, Emilio. Steve, Steve Mitchell, you are safe. Yeah. I sent a guide to your room the first thing this morning. He said you were gone. Yeah, one of Lorenzo's men got there first. Your waiter, Carlotta, tipped them off about me. Carlotta? Yeah. 
Think that horse of yours can carry both of us? Ma- Lorenzo's men, they will be after you. Yeah, yeah, that's a good reason for not hanging around here any longer. All right, come, I'll I go help you up. Wait, listen, my horse is coming. Come on, get your horse into the brush here. Yeah. Cover up his nose so he won't whinny. Steve, huh? it's Lorenzo, he's alone. Yeah, heading towards Messina, too. Look, I have a gun. We can capture him. No, no, not yet, Mio. Come on. We'll give him the lead, then follow him into Messina. It's possible he's got more on his mind than just finding me. If so, I want to know what it is. Lorenzo. Senor Arch. Why, you you fool coming here to the foundation office. My secretary will be back any minute. The American escaped. How could he? We will not go into that. Oh, you stupid fool. You've ruined everything. Mitchell must know all about the stolen shipments now. See, he knows I stole them, but he does not know that you are involved, Archer. He might as well. We're through now, Lorenzo. Through. And all because of your stupidity. Do not talk that way to me, Archer. I planned it so well. Even when Paul Wainwright became suspicious, I fired him. Then I had his mouth shut permanently. And now you've ruined it, you blundering half-breed. You keep your mouth shut. This will help you. Lorenzo, I'll kill you. This gun is quicker than your knife. Well, Lorenzo and Archer, the gold dust twins. Mitchell. Very neat. So you two did work it together, huh? You're, you're wrong, Mitchell. I, I've just captured a notorious bandit. Huh? Uh, you lying dog. It was you who raised me. Get, hey. get back, get back, Mitchell. Give me that. That gun's safer with me, Archer. You, you got nothing on me. You mean because Lorenzo can't talk? If you want to put it that way. There's one witness you overlooked, Archer. Carlotta. Yeah. When she finds out you killed Lorenzo, she'll sing plenty, and it's a song you're not going to like. Did you send your reporter to the commissioner, Steve? Yeah, I called him. He said the prop foundation had sent a new man over to head up the office here. Well, and now you can relax for a few days. We, we're going to eat and drink and have a good time. You will have such a food as you never tasted. Scalopini, escarole, a pizza, I, I, pizza I, 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 that I, melts in your that, mouth. That sounds fine, Emilio, but I, I think I'll be heading back to the States. Now, what's the hurry? Well, someone back there is keeping some fried chicken on ice for me. Well, it would... Fried a chicken? Yeah. It's got to be eaten on a boat, too. Steve, I don't understand. What is so special about the eating of fried chicken on a boat? Well, you see, she's uh, not the chicken. That is, I... Oh, well, just take my word for it, huh? So long, Emilio. just heard the first in an exciting new adventure series, Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy and written by Bob Wright. This program was directed by Bill Karn with music by Bruce Ashley. Be with us again next week at this same time when Brian Donlevy, as Steve Mitchell, embarks on another Dangerous Assignment. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Stay tuned for Mr. District Attorney next on Theater of the Mind. Time now for David Bryan as Mr. District Attorney and the episode, The Lady Gamblers. 
Mr. District Attorney, starring David Bryan. Mr. District Attorney, champion of the people, defender of truth, guardian of our fundamental rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And it shall be my duty as district attorney not only to prosecute to the limit of the law all persons accused of crimes perpetrated within this county, but to defend with equal vigor the rights and privileges of all its citizens. star David Bryan as Paul Garrett, Mr. District Attorney. As District Attorney of this county, I've had to fight gambling in many forms. The one thing I've learned is that whether it's a back alley crap game or a high-stake roulette party, the end result is trouble and sometimes tragedy. Of the kind that happened a few days ago in a very expensive penthouse. Where a few ladies had gathered to try their luck on the spinning wheel. Number seven, Rouge. Oh, seven again, my dear. Uh, a winner for Madame Collins. Oh, it's my lucky day. Today we play your lucky day. Uh, bless your beds, madame. Uh, pick your lucky number. The lucky ones. The lady will win. The lady will lose. That's me. Here, take it off. Uh, number 13. Why? The number is 36. Oh, oh goodness. And that is all for today, madame. Next week we play again. Eh? All for today. 4,000 bucks. Uh, Julie, I, um, I want a good deal. You're welcome to... No, thanks. 4,000 is just a drop in the bucket. Very deep bucket. Uh, it's too bad. Well, girls, that's all for today. Thanks for the party, darling. Oh, I said we had a wonderful time. Uh, don't forget, girls, next week it's at my place again. Oh, you know the address, Sanchez. Bye. Yeah, may we, Madame Collier. I will be there, of course. Of course. Well, goodbye, Julie. Are you sure I can't help? I don't need any help. Yes, well, goodbye. Well, where is the case for our wheel, huh? Ah, yes, yes, here. Right here. Never mind putting it away, Francis. Still have a player. Huh? Hey, both One Madame... roll on black for everything I've lost. I'm sorry. You're not. But you might be. You make that sound like a threat? That figures. It is. My account's empty. Yeah, we have solved that problem before, Madame Quaid. The piece of jewelry... There is no more jewelry. I'm not giving you a thing. But I do want my jewelry and money back. Oh? Uh-huh. Perhaps you think the game was uh, all in fun, eh? Hardly. I think it's crooked. That's unpleasant talk. It gets more unpleasant. Either I get paid back or you get turned over to the police. I understand they don't like men who run illegal gambling games. You forget, madame. I was invited to bank these roulette parties by you and the uh, other ladies. I don't think you really want the police. Stop killing yourself, Franchette. I'm the wife of the city's most respected banker. The police wouldn't do any more than slap my wrist. And your husband? I expected that. Sorry to disappoint you, but it won't work. Necessary, I'll face Stanley with what I've done. That 
brings me to an unfortunate conclusion. It sure does. You and your husband were planning a trip in a few weeks. By any chance, do you have a large trunk here? Trunk? Well, yes, in the bedroom, but you'll hardly need a trunk to bring back my jewelry in. Oh, I have no intention of returning your jewelry. The trunk is for you. Me? How nerdy you talk about. It's very simple. I'm much too greedy to give back your money and jewelry. I'm quite sure I can never trust you to remain silent, even if I did. You're trying to frighten me. No, no, no. Get away from me. Don't you touch me. I'm really quite sorry about this, Madame Quaid. I don't like violence. You're crazy. Stay away or I'll scream. Go ahead, Madame. There is no one here to hear you. You sent away the servants for the afternoon, remember? No, please. Please, you can have the money. I don't want anything back. I won't tell you. I will make sure of that. I'm sorry, Madame Quaid. I'm really sorry. District Attorney's Office. Well, just one moment, please. Mr. Garrett, it's Stanley Quaid about his wife again. Oh, well, I'll take it. Yes, Mr. Quaid. Yes, we're doing all we can to locate her. No, there's been nothing new so far. Yes, yes, we'll let you know the moment we have anything. That's right. Goodbye. If I ever get married, I hope my husband loves me that much. Mrs. Quaid's been missing 24 hours, and I bet he's called us a hundred times. Well, I think he's got reason to worry. You think she may have been kidnapped? I wish I did. I wish I could think she's run off with another man. I wish I could think anything but what I'm thinking. The missing trunk? Yes. I can only see one reason why a large and empty trunk should disappear the same time she did. Chief, some news from the bank. What is it, I? Mrs. Quaid cleaned out her accounts. Took all her jewelry from the safety vault. When? Hmm? piecemeal over the last few weeks. Her husband runs the bank. Didn't he know about this? No. The manager said she specifically requested him not to tell her husband. Oh, uh, here. Here's a list of the withdrawals. Looked like she made one about every week. That sounds like it might be blackmail. I don't think so. The size of the withdrawals varies too much to be payments. What was the jewelry insured? Franklin Mutual. Miss Miller, give them a call. Get a description of the pieces. Yes, sir. Send the descriptions to Lieutenant Jorgensen. Ask him to put out a detail to cover the pawn shops. Jewelers, fences, the works. If any of that jewelry shows up, I want to know. Yes, sir. Will you be out? I'm going over and have a talk with Paula Collier. She's supposed to be Mrs. Quaid's best friend. Having seen this wicked world as district attorney, I'd say chances are she'll know more than the husband. I can't understand it. Where did she go and, and why? Why? Here now, you drink your tea, my sherry. Eh? Try not to worry. Madame Quaid is all right. But what if she's not? Julie lost so much money, she may have... Well, she may have done something rash. Right. What did she lose? Twenty, thirty thousand, maybe. 
Her husband pays twice that for her wardrobe. I know, I know. Only I didn't realize when I organized these roulette parties for you that... Perhaps you regret this. Perhaps you want me to go away. Don't say, don't say that. I, I'm glad I could help you. And I, well, I just couldn't stand for you to leave me. Oh, oh that is more like my brother. Come here, darling. Oh, Frenchette. Frenchette, you do love me. Of course, my sugar. Of course. What? what? Were you expecting anyone? I know. Well, I'd better answer it. Send him away, huh? And come back. I will. Hello. Miss Collier? Yes, but uh, I'm a little busy. Well, my name is Paul Garrett. The, the district attorney? Yes. I'd like to talk to you for a moment. Oh. Well, as I said, I, I'm a little busy. And About I... Mrs. Quaid. Julie? Oh. Well, come in. Thank you. This is Monsieur Fanchette, our district attorney, Mr. Garrett. Delighted, Monsieur. How do you do? Monsieur Fanchette is a, a business acquaintance. Of course. But if we could have a moment in private. Well, certainly. I shall wait in the library. Miss Collier, there's an item that may help us explain Mrs. Quay's disappearance. Over the past few weeks, she's been drawing her money out of the bank and taking her jewelry from a safety deposit vault. You... You think that has anything to do with Julie being missing? Oh, it's possible. Apparently, you have reason to think otherwise. Oh, no, no, no. It... it well, that is, I, I hadn't any idea. Miss Collier, we need to know the facts if we're going to locate Mrs. Quaid. So if you know the reason well, for... Well, I'm sorry. I'm afraid I can't help you. I see. Well, maybe you... Excuse me. Hello? Who? Oh, oh, yes, just a moment. It's your office, Mr. Garrett. Thank you. Yes, Miss Miller? I'm sorry to bother you, Mr. Garrett, but something's come up. Is it all right to talk? Yes, go ahead, Miss Miller. Lieutenant Padway called. He got a report on a man seen early this morning on the Jefferson Street Bridge. He pushed a large object over into the river. It could have been a trunk. Oh, no. Is Padway going to drag for it? He's arranging it now. Mr. Garrett, did you hear it? It sounded like... I heard you, Miss Miller. No, I meant... I know what you meant. Uh, tell Padway I'll be happy to join him for lunch. Understand? Yes, sir. I'll tell him. Goodbye. Well? Is, um, something wrong, Mr. Garrett? Oh, no, no. Uh, just a date I don't want to keep. Well, thank you for your cooperation. Oh, never mind. I'll let myself out. Goodbye. Goodbye. Look at Lieutenant Padway. I think he's getting discouraged, Chief. And now a dragging, and all we found is four tires, a garbage can, and 200 pounds of just plain junk. Mm-hmm. Well, what did you find out about Mrs. Quaid's social life? Yeah, there's nothing to find out. No running around, no men. The way she seems to do is get together with the girls once a week for some kind of a party. Some kind? What kind? I don't know. Secret girl-type party. You know, afternoon affairs. The servants are sent away for the day. She and a lot of other high-society women take turns playing hostess, you know. Oh, yes. Funny, though. Sending the servants away. Well, if you think it might be important, I can check on it. You do that, honey. Here we go again. 
Looks like they've hooked onto something heavy. And two to one, it's more junk. I wish you were right. I'm getting that sick feeling in my stomach. Sure heavy. I get it nearly up. Let's take a look. There it is. I can see it. Chief. Yeah. And it's a trunk. Looks like a big piece of scrap iron tied to the handle to weigh it down. The only question now is, what's inside? And we soon know. I'm afraid we do already. Chief, is it... It's Mrs. Quaid. Harrington, from here on in, this is a murder case. to David Bryan, starring as Paul Garrett, Mr. District Attorney. Some ladies had decided that they were above the law. They invited gambling into their homes, and along with it, murder. Only my office was starting with less knowledge. All we knew was that the wife of a wealthy banker had been locked in a trunk and dropped into the river. Somewhere in the city was the man with the answers, all the answers. Because he was the killer. No, a man can't even shave in peace. Just a moment. Please, please. One moment. Paula. Oh, Frenchie. It's terrible. Terrible. What's terrible? Oh, I was shaving. Haven't I told you not to come here? I just read it. It's all over the paper. Poor Julie. What? Yes, let me see. Banker's wife found in trunk. Man was seen pushing trunk of bridge. But witness was too far away to furnish police with description of any value. What are we going to do? What are we going to do, Finch? The police will find out about the roulette parties? No, no, no. Not necessarily, my dear. But they... Very possibly might discover that I was at her house. You, Frenchie, you... You were the last one to leave. No, 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 no. You and I left together. But I... Frenchie, you... You you didn't... Of course not, my dear. Paula, surely you don't think that I would have done such a thing? You were the only man there. But not the only man in her life. However, if you think so little of me, go to the police. Oh, no, no, no. Well, tell them. Tell them you think that Fanchette is a murderer. Please, don't. You know I love you. Only I'm a gambler. Therefore, I am also Please, a... Please, don't. I'm... I'm sorry I said what I did. It's just that I'm so upset. Please, darling, help me. Tell me what to do. Of course, of course, darling. We're both upset. We must try to control ourselves. Yes, eh? yes. And for my sake, Sherry, we left Madame Quaid's together. But... Please. It's only a small lie, my love. And it could save me a great deal of trouble. More than that, perhaps. Innocent men have been convicted. Darling, you wouldn't want a marriage to be stopped by my going to jail, or worse. Marriage? But of course. Only perhaps I 
should not ask you to lie to the police just to... Oh, darling, of course you should. My fault was in even hesitating. I'll tell them you left with me. I'll swear to it. Oh, my Sherry. Oh, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your love and your trust. Now you had better go, eh? Yes, I know, but when will I... I will call you tomorrow. Goodbye, my beloved. Goodbye. <laughs> what a pigeon. Yeah. But someday, Fanchette, you must find yourself a pigeon that is not old and molting. <laughs> That's the last one. Good. I'm nearly blind from looking at records. Send them back to R&I. Yes, sir. Maybe we were wrong about him lifting the phone to eavesdrop on our call. No, we weren't wrong. Hello, Chief. Miss Miller. Oh, what a beautiful, lovely, delicious sight. A chair. <laughs> What'd you find out, Hangdon? Oh, not much. Except that in my next life, I'm going to be an executive and your callus is somewhere besides on my feet. <laughs> well, none of the women would talk about the parties. None of their neighbors could see anything through the windows, much to their regret. Same group of women at each party? Yeah. Reads like a local who's who, with one exception. A man. A man? Yep. Me too. Was he? I don't know. Description was always the same, though. Tall, dark, and oh, so handsome. Franchette. You know him? I think so. Go on. Well, I, I don't know if it means much, but he was the first to arrive and the last to leave. And he carried a large case with him, about two foot square by a foot deep. Sounds like a salesman. Last to leave. It makes him worth a further check with Washington. Well, we'll need his prints or a picture. And we'll get both. Harrington, find out where Franchette lives. Use the old street photographer stunt. Get his picture and hand him a card. All right. I'm on my way. Oh, Miss Miller, you better type out a report on this and send it to Lieutenant Padway. Yes, sir. Pictures? Pictures? Have your picture taken for a quarter. Two bits for a perfect candid action shot of yourself and your girl. Uh-oh. Here we come. Pose for the birdies. Got it. Here you are, sir. Beautiful snapshot to give to your wife. What? Oh, oh I don't want it. I'll just take the card, sir. Here you are. Now, you send it in with a quarter and you I get... don't want my... Did you say you already took my picture? I didn't say so, but I sure did take the picture, sir. A wonderful natural shot of you. Give Hold me it. the film. Huh? I said give me the film. You've got rocks in your head, Dad. Why, well, you insolent... <laughs> Hey, but I'll say one thing. You got more nerve than I gave you credit for. Have a good nap. Nice work, Harrington. Wiring this photograph to the FBI should bring quick results. I hope you didn't scare him off. 
No, I don't think so, Chief. He'll just figure me as a blankety-blank street mug. Good. If he's not suspicious yet, he may go to another of those parties. I think we find the answer to them. We'll be pretty close to the answer to Mrs. Quaid's murder. Yeah. Funny. What? Oh, this uh, wire photo machine. We stick a picture on it, and a minute later, some guy in Washington takes the same picture off his machine. <laughs> Even when you know how it works, it seems like sort of black magic. District Attorney's office. Oh, yes, Harrington. Just a minute. He's right here. For you, Mr. Garrett. Oh, thanks. Yes, Harrington. Hey, Jay, Chief. Fanchet just left his place with his case. I tailed him to Miss Collier's house. He's there with her now and no sign of servants. Good work. Any sign of the other women? Nope, not yet. Well, let me know if they start what? showing up. Oh, hold on, Harrington. Yes, wait. Uh, Mr. Garrett, it's communication. If that's the FBI report on Franchette, take it down, Miss Miller. Yes, sir. Is that a Washington reply on a man called Franchette? Okay, give it to me. Hang on, Harrington. Miss Miller's getting the word on Franchette. I'm hanging, Chief. Uh-huh. Hope we can do the same for Franchette. Uh, huh? I got it. Send the cold hop up as soon as you can. Take a look. Wow. Harrington, we hit a jackpot. Huh? Franchette is wanted in a dozen countries. Gambler, confidence man, suspicion of murder. Real name, Arthur Jones. Jones? Ten to one, he was born in Brooklyn. Hackensack. You stay put unless he tries to leave, then take him. Padway and I'll be there in ten minutes. You go ahead. I'll have Padway waiting for you to pick him up. Tell him three minutes. Oh, where are they? They should have started arriving an hour ago. Uh, uh, Sanchez, it... Well, it wouldn't be too bad if... If they didn't show up, I mean... Don't show up? Why wouldn't they show up? Tell me, Paula, why wouldn't they show up, eh? Well, I... You told them not to, eh? Yes. Forgive me, Sanchez. I just couldn't go on with this after poor Juliet. You stupid old witch. Sanchez! I could have picked up $20,000 today, maybe more, but you had to well, tell... you've won a great deal from them already. Oh, what if I have? I wanted today's take so I could leave town with the so police. So you could leave town? So we could leave. No. No, you meant just yourself. Not Paula, look... You never had any intentions of marrying me. Ah, of course I do. Perhaps I did mean to leave alone, but of course I'll send for you, my chef. Jerry, you're a liar. You're a liar. Oh, Paula. You just wanted me to cover up for you long enough so you could get away safely. All right, all right. You miserable crone. Do you really think I could fall in love with you? I'd rather kill you like I did your friend. No, 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 no. no. Oh, yes, 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 yes. You weren't so simple and ridiculous. You've known it all along. <laughs> Goodbye, my love. I'll leave you the wheel as a souvenir. Panchet! What are you... Gun! You're not leaving, Panchet. Paula, no! Why not? I'm just simple and ridiculous enough to believe you deserve this. For Julie... Paula, look! Hold it, Miss Carter. Take him, Harrington. Right. Get away from me. I'm going to shoot! You'll have to shoot me first. That way, keep Panchet behind me. I get you. You'd better put that gun down, Miss Collier. No. I don't care what you do to me, but I'm going to kill that pretty face. I said put it down. You stay back. I don't want to hurt you. Get back. Oh, why did I have to... Stop, Chief. No. Oh, my arm. 
Nice shooting, Harrington. Oh, thanks, but don't do things like that, Chief. My my nerves can't stand it. I don't think mine can stand much of it either. Well, we've solved the parties. Take a look at the wheel. The ladies seem to like roulette. And Jenny, he killed Julie. Oh, my arm is it's broken. I'm sorry about that, Miss Collier, but you really should be grateful to Harrington. If he hadn't stopped you from pulling that trigger, your neck would have been broken by the state. Mr. District Attorney, David Bryan, with a word about the program you have just heard. Perhaps you read about it in your newspapers. The man we call Arthur Jones, alias Franchette, was tried and convicted of first-degree murder. Miss Collier was indicted as an accessory before and after the fact of illegal gambling, but collapsed before trial and is now confined to the state mental hospital. Now, this is David Bryan inviting you to join us when we present our next case based on the facts of crime from the file of Mr. District Attorney. Mr. District Attorney was originated by Phillips H. Lord. Thank you for listening. Tomorrow night, it's Fibber McGee and Molly, followed by the Screen Guild Theater's production of Arsenic and Old Lace. Thanks to Joel Schoenwell and Paul Stringer for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a great night. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.